0: Praise the Lord! Welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover a variety of topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We have a wonderful team of enthusiastic and excited producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative for you to listen to. In today's episode, we will continue to explore how to identify where we have misalignment with God's will for us and how to achieve alignment with Him by following Christ's example. Today's podcast was produced by Sister Satoya Clanton. I'll be back with today's episode. It's easy to become misaligned with God in a very secular, busy, anti-Christ world. We are surrounded and bombarded with godless media content. The young and innocent minds of our children are polluted by them and in the public school systems. The sacredness of the family is unraveling before our eyes. And unfortunately, many Christian churches have developed a world culture that does not promote spiritual growth and development. Our entertainment-driven culture pulls many believers away from the heart of God. They're losing their, their confidence, consequently, and their hope in Jesus Christ. Friend, are you among the hundreds of thousands who find it challenging to stay focused with all these things happening around you? Have you seen family members and friends who are so misaligned with Christ it's difficult to believe that they were or are saved? This year cannot be a repeat of spiritual stagnation and decline. We cannot allow that to happen. We can't. We must make a conscious and concerted effort to turn the ship around. We are so desperately in need of God's help. And with this help, we can and we will do this. Now, it sounds very bad. As bad as it is, there is hope through Jesus Christ. That's why we're going to take a look at what we need to do as individuals, families, churches, communities, and a nation to get realigned. Let's start by looking at Matthew chapter 26 and compare the interactions of Jesus and Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. Throughout his ministry, Jesus gave the perfect example of how to align with God's will for man through prayer, fasting, and a ministry that served God by serving others. He demonstrated compassion, empathy, and love for all. In our previous episode, we talked about the Garden of Gethsemane as well. In the garden, Jesus sought Alignment with God's will for him and the plan of salvation. During this time, Jesus knew that his flesh wanted out. If you will recall, he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh, his flesh wanted out because of the shame and pain He had to face on the cross. Honestly, I don't blame him. I would have asked the father if he had another plan that wasn't so painful. Why? Because it's natural to want to avoid pain. Jesus was human. He was just as human as we are. He ate, drank, slept. And he felt all human emotions. And yes, he had a central nervous system that could feel the pain of his beard being plucked out, the brutal flagellation, and the excruciating pain of the nails being driven into his hands and feet. Think about this. Jesus was not misaligned. He was and had always acted in obedience to his father. It was you and me. It was us. We were spiritually and morally out of place with God. Jesus' suffering and death was not for himself, but for us. It is no wonder that the Apostle Paul said, I thank God for Jesus. I have to agree with Paul. I thank God for Jesus. Did you know that alignment with God in Christ can be painful? Yes, it can. I've learned. God is not concerned about my comfort or convenience. I have seen that reading from Genesis to Revelation where the saints have suffered for the kingdom and the church. Hebrews speak very beautifully about their struggle, about their pain, about their misfortunes. That's not going to change therefore, we must make the necessary spiritual, emotional, and psychological changes to accept God's will and, like Christ, act in obedience. Making these changes isn't always easy for us to do. I know that. You know that as well. We have habits that are like grooves in the ground. We just naturally fall into them. The beautiful thing, the good thing is, God knows and understands our human nature. He understands, he knows our propensities. The Apostle Paul wrote, But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I thank God, I thank God for his amazing grace. Christ's anticipated pain did not interfere with his love and compassion for Peter. Peter was struggling. Peter had not become fully aligned with the word, with the will, with the understanding of God's plan. Jesus' anticipated pain did not interfere with his love and compassion for a struggling and misaligned Peter. Neither did he for the other disciples, in fact, for the world. Most importantly, his anticipated pain did not diminish his desire to obey his father. Brothers and sisters, we can't let the pain, the stress, the feeling of being overwhelmed. I have heard that word more in the last two years than I have had, than I've heard it in the last 20 years. It seems like 80% or more of people are overwhelmed. We can't let the pain, the stress, the feeling of being overwhelmed and drowning in the cesspool of life sap the savor out of our salt. (laughs) Jesus said, if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salt again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. When the lady of the house had salt that lost its saltiness, she would toss the salt out the window and as people walked by, they would trample it under their feet. It was no longer useful. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 5. Verse thirteen. Throughout his prayers, Jesus not only prayed for strength to face the cross, but he also prayed for God to bless and keep his followers after his ascension. If you haven't read the Gospel according to chap- uh, the Gospel according to John chapter seventeen, you should because. It reveals the heart of Jesus for us. We can hear it in his prayer. You see, friends, he knew the challenges and hardships we would face, and he asked the Father to keep us. Knowing that Christ prayed for me makes me feel better. It makes me feel hopeful. And now I understand that being out of alignment does not have to be a permanent state or a death sentence. In Jesus' moment of pain and agonizing, he gave the best example of how we should align with God's will and plan through an act of humility, submission, and transparency. Can we take a moment And talk about transparency with God. We can't have alignment or realignment without transparency. When we speak of transparency, we must also speak of honesty. God knows when we are out of alignment with him, our transparency is an admission of our exposure before him. Honesty is when we acknowledge, confess, or admit we are in a battle. Our will versus his will. We should be truthful in what we say to him, what we think, and how we feel. We express those thoughts. We express those emotions to God in prayer. After praying, And Jesus was faced with the multitude led by Judas as the centurion sought to take him. Peter cut his ear off, to which Jesus responded, Put up again thy sword into its place. For all that that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legion of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? How was Jesus able to face this great test before him? He was in submission to God's will for his life. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you're enjoying our podcast and will subscribe to our Facebook page. You'll find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Please tell your family and friends to listen in as well. God bless, be safe, and stay healthy. How was Jesus able to face this great test before him? It was because he was his submission to God's will for his life. You're probably asking yourself, how can I do the same as Jesus did? I'm only X. I don't know why. I don't have Z. We tend to think that we can't follow the life of Christ as we pursue a relationship with God. But if we align with Jesus' perfect example each day, we will find it much easier to chase after the things of God Out of a pure heart. Now, this takes a true act of resolution. We must assess where we are and be honest with ourselves and what we find. Then we must determine our capacity to change in the areas we find ourselves lacking. This requires identifying the things that offend God addressing those things, and then correcting the behavior. We must seek repentance for any sin that resulted from not following God and submit our lives fully to him. About 20 years ago, I was suffering from what I would call chronic back pain on one occasion, I was in acute pain, barely able to stand a walk. After several days, I decided to see the family napropath. As I slowly made my way out of the car and up the stairs to his office, the doctor looked at me and said, I see, I see. Well, he saw. I felt it. I was leaning to the right side because I couldn't stand upright. He told me to lay on the table, then he began to work on my feet, then slowly up to my head. As he stood behind my head, he pulled my arms over my head, and friends, he literally lifted my whole body off the table. I heard and felt every bone in my body move. He explained my my skeletal system was out of alignment and the ribs were pressing against my internal organs, restricting the blood flow. Well, when my body landed on the table, I could feel the blood freely flowing. (laughs) I sat up and walked out of his office pain-free. Before leaving, the doctor said, We will work on your heart when you return. I thought to myself, don't worry about it. My heart is okay. (laughs) I don't plan to return anytime soon, and I haven't. What I needed was a realignment. There was nothing unhealthy about my bones or internal organs. Things were simply out of place and under pressure, causing me pain. When we are out of place with God, we are under unnecessary pressure. We don't have peace. We are miserably unhappy. Once the realignment is complete, life is beautiful, fulfilling, and worth living. As the late Bishop Dr. Reese Price Jr. used to sing and say, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, my life is worth living just because he lives. In John 10 and 10, Jesus said, I am come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. Do you remember I was talking about Peter struggling in Gethsemane? Well, when he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he had power to stand in agreement with the word Jesus gave to him. He stood firmly upon the rock, the foundation of our faith. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear me. It is not possible to be aligned with God and Christ without the Holy Ghost. Just in case you were distracted, let me repeat that. It is not possible to be aligned with God and Christ without the Holy Ghost. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost... Ask the Father for it. He wants you to be filled with his Spirit. And Paul said, those who do not have the Spirit of Christ are none of his. It made a major difference in the life of Peter and the other disciples. It made a major difference in my life, and I know it will do the same for you, in fact. Jesus' mother was baptized with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Next, we must focus on God's purpose for our lives. Jesus went into the wilderness to fast and pray for strength before his ministry began. And during this time, he centered himself in the word of, and denied himself to align with God's purpose and plan. In this time of centering, Jesus was met with temptations to deviate from his purpose. But in every instance, the enemy tried to pull him away. Jesus used the word of God as his main line of offense, of defense. In so doing, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. We must take the same measures to center ourselves in Christ by removing the distraction from our lives. Just as Jesus removed himself from the temptations of the world, we must also distance ourselves. We must remove the distractions and distance ourselves. We must remove the distractions and distance ourselves from the things that can pull or push us out of alignment. When we do so, we're able to see clearly the things that the Lord wants For us in our lives, we'll be able to see God's vision clearly for us and what was already laid out before the foundation of the world. Ground yourself, friend. Ground yourself in the purpose Christ has for your life. Take inventory consistently throughout your walk. Just like our cars need maintenance. So does our spiritual life. Are you praising and worshiping God as often as possible? Are you fasting and praying regularly? Are you seeking God's will over your own? If you're not in alignment with Christ's example of how to live, it will show You'll see the evidence in your, in your daily life. Reassess where you are with your resolve to walk with Jesus. Inject to ensure that you are maintaining a spiritual self by following God's word. And if necessary, repeat the process. There's no shame in having to go back to the throne of grace to obtain mercy when needed. That's why Jesus gave us access to the throne of God through his sacrifice on the cross. May I also strongly suggest that you read and meditate on the book of Psalms. It has many great examples of how we can have liberty to go to God in prayer and submission to realign ourselves with the Lord. Finally, have faith in God. When our son Cornelius was born, he suffered from many life-threatening complications. He was taken by helicopter from Rush Presbyterian Hospital to Loyola Hospital, where he was placed uh, in prenatal ICU. When we arrived at the hospital... I took my Bible with me into the ICU. I looked through the glass that separated us, and I prayed, Lord, give me a word. Friend, my Bible opened to Mark chapter 11, and my eyes fell on verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. The Lord healed Cornelius, and today he is a high school teacher working on his master's degree. Praise God. Have faith in God. You will make it. Have faith in God. Your storm will pass over. Have faith in God. Your troubles won't last always. Have faith in God. You can recover and regain a strong, healthy relationship with God through Christ. Have faith in God. You may not trust others or have confidence in yourself, but you can trust God. Have faith in God. God will not fail you on your Christian journey. He knew you and I would need help to make it and gave us his son Jesus who showed us the perfect way to live holy, righteous, and a focused life. And in the times we may falter in our resolve, know that the Comforter will be with us to guide us in the way of truth. When we have faith... We can also hope in God, knowing that if we align ourselves with Christ, we will see the blessings of God. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you were blessed by today's podcast. Don't forget to join us every week for our 30-minute podcast where we will address the elephant in the room. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless.